Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Well, hi there. Welcome back to Boating Insights. My name is Neil Driscoll, and I'm very excited to share an episode with you today, which will be probably more relevant for some of you than others. Um, I'm looking at qualifications and specifically looking at um, younger people. So, yeah, obviously, if some of you have got kind of teenage kids uh, or children or, you know, young adults, then, yep, that's ideal. And maybe also, though, that there's other people in your life. They might be, you know, children and friends, sail on boats, nieces, nephews, whatever, that are also, you know, young people where you're interested and might be able to... uh, be helpful and I just wanted to kind of share some insights really around qualifications and just kind of general advice around if you were what if you were going to be looking at using these as basis for taking a boat skippering the boat um be it your boat or another boat and also how that might kind of bridge for extracurricular activities and or in the workplace now, one of the first things I wanted to mention at this point is just to give you a little bit of a kind of a, a, a background. I was you know, really lucky um, that it was picked up early by actually a, a friend of my parents that the world was kind of traveling in a in a direction where the qualifications were going to become relevant. And, um, and he actually, I mean, he ran a salvage boat uh, on Hailing Island where I was from and I end up working on the boat and yeah, lucky enough to receive a lot of training on that boat when I was uh, sort of in my teens uh, particularly. And one of the things that Skipper identified was that I would do well to kind of just gently collect up a few qualifications. You know, being honest, when I was at that point of life, probably 13, 14, it, it meant nothing to me. It was just a another thing that someone else did that I probably just took for granted. But um, what happened was that by just gently ticking away a few kind of qualifications and a little bit of experience, it one thing just got easier, you know, a little bit later, you know, suddenly, you know, oh, do you, you were interested in someone to work in our marine department? Oh, yeah, I've got a radio license. Oh, I've got the license to drive that boat. And I kind of just gradually built some of these qualification experience. I also fell into the, I don't know if trap's the right word, but the place that most people that are in a kind of qualification-based industry will talk about, which is that you end up at, at some point, kind of often actually in your 20s, peaking with this huge amount of qualifications that you find yourself not using. And, you know, particularly... Um, which I think is a really good thing. You know, a lot of qualifications are uh, renewable. You know, some of them are obvious, like first aid. Uh, a lot of the instructor qualifications and things are as well. And um, what what it means is that you end up at some point, often probably 30s, 40s, maybe a bit later, that you suddenly realise you're renewing qualifications that you haven't used since the last time and you start to let them fall by the wayside, which is what I've done, I've, I've probably let a qualif- you know a qualification expire um, 
and not renew it every year for or at least the last 10 15 years whereas before that I was probably you know picking them up and growing them at you know four or five times that rate now the reason I mention this is because it can get quite expensive and one of the, and and renewing them gets very expensive um especially if they're not being used so one of the things I really want to do is just kind of help you get a bit of an understanding. I mean, I, I get calls and emails about this a lot. Um, funny enough, even just a couple of days ago, uh, while I was taking my daughter to ballet, I, I ran into uh, someone doing the complete skipper course that wanted to quiz me on stuff for their, their young people. And um, and certainly where we are, you know, there's lots of people who've just finished HSCs or heading off to uni. I just thought it's a, it's a, it's a you know, it's a good time to bring it up because I, I certainly know getting a bit of help... Um, uh, and guidance from some you know adults in my life at that point to 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 get some qualifications was you know super super helpful and and obviously helped me get a lot of the experience that I'm uh, sharing with you today. So first of all, one of the things I wanted just to bring up is it is really important that you understand um, that you know a lot of people now who have you know, that are somewhere between 18 and 25, hopefully their entire exposure to the education system is very different to what you will have experienced if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s or older, where there has actually been a focus on what they call interest-led learning and trying to help people or young people, you know, find things that they're interested in, grow that interest all the way down to... Uh, you know, kindergartens through primary school and hopefully, you know, carried on in secondary school. Obviously not everything. Sometimes you just got to, you know, suck it up and, and do things. But the reason I mention this is because really it's that classic leading a horse to water thing. If, if, if someone's getting a qualification in something that they're not really interested in or they don't understand why they need it, then it's probably... Uh, not going to be that useful for them because realistically for a lot of courses you know you might be able to go through and you you could pass it but you you need you know to get the most out of it and to retain that information and enjoy using it then you really needed to have wanted to learn it rather than just being told I've got to I've got to do this and I'm sure everyone listening has been forced to do compulsory training for something either in their work or their personal life if not both and you know exactly what I mean. The stuff that you want to do, you really commit. I mean, it's one of the great things for us is, you know, generally speaking, we're dealing with people that really want to learn. And so it's a, you know, it's a, a pleasure to teach because that's that's what they want to be doing. So are they interested? Well, if they're going to be interested, then part of that is going to come down to is it relevant? And And is it relevant is often quite a tricky one to start with because... Um, finding qualifications that are uh, relevant when you don't necessarily know what you're trying to do can be a little bit like the cart before the horse. It's like, well, it might be relevant, but what for? Is this to go and work on a CPR, maybe drive the tender at a yacht club or marina? Uh, is this just to kind of demonstrate as my, you know, as part of my extracurricular for a uni application or Duke of Edinburgh or Scouts or something like that that I, you know, I'm building extra qualifications? Is it just because I'm interested or I want to be more hands-on on my parents' boat? Or, you know, have I been inspired by seeing someone do, you know, a, a huge achievement at a young age and I, I want to have a go at something similar? 
Now, I'm not necessarily saying and trying to encourage people to, you know, sail around the world at 14. I mean, that's an amazing achievement, but probably not for everyone. But let's just look at some more sort of realistic for most people things that might be useful. Now, one big bit here is how achievable is it? So that's where something like a radio license or a radio course can be great. You know, it's four hours of study, self-paced e-learning, something that you can do, you know, an hour or so at a time you can pick up and come back to it, especially a course like ours where you've got lifetime access so you can refer back to it you know at a later date really lends itself you know it's a qualification that doesn't expire um it starts to introduce you to thinking about safety being you know valuable on the boat be it if it's a racing boat or something that you might need for uh instructing or as i said mentioned earlier like driving a tender it's also you know something internationally recognized so if you did end up going overseas and doing like a a season of um working on super yachts or that kind of stuff then in in all those environments you need a radio license so that's a great one and relatively young i mean you can do the course from any age but you um i normally advise not younger than 15 though because you can't do the assessment until you are 16 so yeah, you, know, you want to try and keep it reasonably relevant. But, you know, at 16, have that have your radio license kind of tucked under your belt. A few hours of study, one assessment, doesn't expire. That You know, that's a really good one to, to do. Um, I mentioned or I touched on a minute ago, internationally recognized. Now, depending where you are in the world, this is something that you, you need to be quite tuned into. I mean, it's something um, in some parts, you know, a lot of, of the world... For example, here in Australia, you know, if you enrolled in something like a Coxsand course or a Master 5, uh, it'd be quite helpful if you were looking to work just in Australia, but pretty much everywhere else, unless you happen to meet a Australian skipper who didn't need you to be qualified, but was just impressed by the qualification, it, it wouldn't be likely to be that usable in, in another country. Uh, a lot of places don't that I'm aware of don't tend to do something called a recognition of prior learning. So for that, for the Australian uh, system. So from that side of things, it's it's worth being aware of. Um, it, you know, we, I, I meet people quite often where they've enrolled their uh, or helped, you know, a young person enroll in something like a Coxham's qualification, which is great for working locally. And then they suddenly, if they want to go overseas at some point, then they may end up having to do some additional training. So just work bearing that in mind that said especially locally you know it can help um can help you you know with just a local qualification to at least get some experience under your belt you could probably also do that with just a boat license as well though now going on so i've mentioned internationally recognized the other side is an expiry so particularly um like for example if, if you put into google anything to do with crewing on super yachts you'll almost immediately start having people trying to sell you something called a an stcw 95 qualification which is like the compulsory qualification to work on a super yacht now it's worth understanding with that that actually you will not uh or that will expire after five years so i do encourage people to try you know they run anywhere that you need them they run really regularly uh, so i do encourage people to try and do them as close as possible to when you will actually need the qualification um, if, if you were going to do something like an SDCW95. Whereas, for example, a lot of um, uh, bigger boats or organisations now will start asking you for 
you know, a, a general knowledge kind of proof of boating knowledge that you would have from something like the Day Skipper Shore Base. So that's something a much bigger undertaking. You know, I did mine at 15, um, which was huge. Unfortunately, in those days, we didn't have self-paced e-learning or fast internet or any of that stuff. So I, you know, I sat through um, a significant amount of Saturdays Um uh it was kind of a half day on a saturday for you know about 10 weeks or something um which was a good course um but i think you know probably 15 is on the lower end i'd say for most people probably doing that course closer to sort of 16 17 it, it is probably quite quite a good one and you know that qualification doesn't expire so once you've got that knowledge that's huge because you quickly find you'd get onto a lot of boats or they'd get onto a lot of boats where their navigation training is probably significantly higher and more advanced than a lot of other people they'll be on the boat with. And so that often will open the door to opportunities and give you a chance to really start to kind of build those skills with a very solid foundation. So, I mean, that and, you know, the course before it, the, you know, essential navigation seamanship, same thing. And that's only like six or seven hours. And you could probably do that one a little bit younger. It, it would depend on the individual, but certainly 15, 16 would probably be the lower end for that one as well. Now, another thing here is actually just making sure that it's fun. Um, I really think little and often is quite a good one. You know, the huge courses, especially, you know, the mega pressures that you're under now, um, certainly, you know, be it when you're doing kind of finishing off high school, finishing or, you know, GCSEs in England, HSC here, or um, if you're looking at, you know, doing the... Um, beginning of uni so a huge amount of work going on already so if it's possible to you know make something fun and just you know little and often that's why I think that self-paced e-learning is ideal for this stuff um, and you know also because you've got that scenario that you can just kind of pick a bit up in the holidays or do some when you're between assignments and just gradually build those skills now there is also the other side which is that extracurricular relevance so if you've um you know, if you are, you know, needing to demonstrate things, I'm going to show, you know, obviously I'm from England, so we have like a UCAS form, but if you need to demonstrate things when you're doing like uni applications or you are doing things like, you know, higher level um, awards like the Duke of Edinburgh or any of the variations on that, then these are also often great for that. And we've found, you know, that they are always something that you can use to help kind of demonstrate learning and skills and really useful on those kind of journeys as well. Um and also, you know, great, great gifts. You know, if you're looking for something in that kind of 18 to 21 year old, you know, more significant birthday present, Christmas present, something like that, you want to give someone something that they can use. Great scenario here is that it's something you can give people that they can use that they also don't need to kind of, you don't need to get caught up in their social life and trying to pick a date that they're free and things, you know, and all of that. You can just, you know, just say, look, we've, We've activated this for you, and uh, or we've got this course, and it's ready to go. Uh, or you know, would you like it? And let us know, and we'll organise it. Now, going on, the last thing that I really wanted to kind of mention with this is that when you are working towards building up qualifications, or you're looking at these things, you may well have it where you're also looking at it, trying to kind of create a a relative benchmark because you've got a, a boat in the family or access to a boat or you're 
hiring boats or one way or another you're kind of getting out boating and what what i'd strongly encourage in that scenario is if you are getting someone to build qualifications make sure that you're finding a way that you can give them a chance to spread their wings and and use them so for example you know if, if they're going to do a nav and one of our like navigation courses or the local adventurer that they you maybe don't let them if a boat if you've got a boat in like a tricky pen or on a hard trailer or something like that maybe don't get them to do everything but give them a chance give them some responsibility give them a chance to kind of be in charge or skipper the boat or plan the passage and and just yeah it's obvious stuff but do remember with that that you know you then need to give them a chance to actually do it so try try you know you've got to keep it safe but try not to then suddenly jump in and take over straight away and give them a chance to have a go at being the skipper um i'm often asked you know what what's the qualification to let the kids take the boat out and i mean it's very personal i mean it might come down to your insurance company but what 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 i would say with that is you know when you're thinking about your duty of care if you can just gently build to a point that they've you know experienced taking the boat out uh even with you there so that you've given them a i mean it will obviously depend on what the boat is but you know i've known people that just let the kids go regardless or you know which obviously it's their own choice or uh they might have said look once you've kind of completed your day skipper and done like an icc assessment or day skipper practical course or sometimes even all the way through to yacht master it's really dependent on the individuals involved and of course the boat and the environment with this though the the thing to remember is yes there's like looking after the boat but also once you're skippering a boat there's you know there's a huge amount going on and you know if if you have got someone taking you know maybe giving your boat to someone to take other people out you got to just kind of remember that their families or whoever's like responsible for them is has probably assumed that you have actually done your duty of care in terms of making sure that they're trained and that they know you know the appropriate procedures to call for help use the radio navigate you know all of these kind of things so that's where you know something like the local adventurer and then giving giving someone a chance to implement those skills is a is a really good opportunity so let just a quick summary you really do want to just check that someone's actually interested if you're ideally if you can keep it relevant so things that are quite broad like the local adventurer package or the you know um radio course or the uh, navigation courses which can you know be applicable all over the world and you know all sorts of different places that they can take you and also don't expire that's great um if you are looking at things that expire at least something like the sea survival where you've got you know a year to complete the course you've got another year to then do the practical and then you've got five years till it expires you know so at least gives you a whole bunch of time to actually work your way through that but be very wary of um domestic qualifications which may not have any relevance overseas but could take a huge amount of time and money to achieve and uh, particularly something like an stcw 95 unless it's part of a a, a plan already where you you've already you know you know you need it for a, a job because as i say you can often pick that up very close to the time that you need it and if if you are 
helping someone, you know, with some kind of mentorship where you're helping them gain these qualifications, if, if you can find an opportunity to expose them to an environment where they get a chance to use them, where it's controlled and safe, that's only going to be more empowering, more relevant, and just help things work well. So, look, I hope this one was useful. Um, I'm sure if you've got no young people you're interested in. I've probably lost you already, but those viewer is. Um, you know, you always drop us a note. I, you know, I hear from people all the time. You, you know how to uh, get in contact through the website. And... Um, uh, and then logbook is always available there as well. It's a bit of a skills assessment. Depending where they are, it might be a bit heavy going at this point. But, you know, you can always use it just from a, a local adventurer standpoint. And um, and that's just a free assessment that gives you a good idea of things to work on. So thanks very much. Mm-hmm.